Hello and welcome to the first GTFO of 2022. It's a brand new year. Happy New Year, Sam and Dally. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm going to apologise in advance uh, for my croaky voice. I have had a cold over Christmas. Um, I don't feel ill. I just sound like I'm ill. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's left me with a bit of a croaky voice. Not COVID, apparently. I've, I've done lateral flow tests. Yeah. And I have done two PCR tests. Not COVID. I swear yeah, it's COVID. We've, but... we've had lateral flow tests coming out of our ears, haven't we? And, uh, and no COVID here, apparently. But that's good. That's no good. COVID, so... but I sound like it. Well, no, you just sound like you've got a cold. But anyway, uh, enough about your health anxieties. Um, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, As is our want as content marketers, um, what we do at the beginning of each year is we make predictions and we look forward. And in the world of SEO, which is always changing, um, there's always something to predict and, and something to be looking at about what might what changes might occur, what algorithm updates might happen. 2021 was a year of a lot of algorithm updates and obviously there you know there are always algorithm updates aren't there but 20 the summer particularly of 2021 we had massive update after massive update um and so what 2022 will hold uh, is anybody's guess but we have picked out five things that we think you as people who own websites might need to keep your eye on in the coming year so we have got for you today top five seo tips for 2022 isn't that right simon dally it is it is right yes and uh by the time this podcast has has gone out and it'll be going out over facebook beforehand but uh, by the time this podcast has gone out my 30 predictions for seo in 2022 will be live on grow traffic so go and check that out as well yeah we'll we'll mention that at the end you have you have done a much more uh detailed blog with lot, uh, many more predictions but let's get cracking on these these are our top five um and there's a little bit of jargon in these so bear with us because we we will explain what each one is but number one more mum less Bert. So this is a little bit techie, SEOE algorithmic. So MUM is multitask unified model. This is the new Google uh, search engine algorithm. And it's probably going to phase out and replace BERT, which is the bi-directional encoder representation for transformers. And yes, I had to read that because nobody remembers what the hell BERT stands for. So Simon Daly, why have we got more MUM and less BERT in 2022? Um, this is all about machine learning and understand uh, an AI and understanding what um, what a searcher what what is actually looking uh, what, what they actually mean when they start searching in a uh, in Google and it enables them to uh, come up with more complex um, answers to or it comes up with answers to more complex questions put it that way yeah, I mean, it's all uh, AI, isn't it? Artificial intelligence. The last few algorithms have, have been AI. So they are learning algorithms. They they learn as they go. Um, but I think one of the key differences between Bert and Mum is that Mum is multi-language, isn't it? So whereas, and it's also multi, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Across different formats, yeah. yeah well, that's exactly. what it means by multi-language. It means that it, it's across both um videos and text 
um, audio, it, it's considering all the images. Yeah, and 75 languages though, human language, it will it will consider 75 languages. So the key difference for from people as a, a search point of view, and I think this is really important to remember that the emphasis of all of these algorithms is on the person doing the search. That is the key priority for Google at all times. So if you are creating content, if you're a website owner, you've got to think about that person who is doing the search, who might then be finding your website. Um, but the key difference for that person is, whereas before you put a search in and you might, um, you might only get results in one language and you might get mainly text posts now you're much more likely to get text and video and images and you it's likely to pull in websites that are not necessarily in your language uh, somebody else's and it'll translate them Th there was a little bit of a discussion wasn't there Dali around um does that mean that multi-language SEO is out so you know if you are a, a business that operates in different countries is it still worthwhile having a, a, a website in English and a website in French and a website in German or should you just have one because mum will translate it anyway uh, I think the the, the thinking, as far as I can tell, is that it's still beneficial to have multi-languages. What do you think on that? Yeah, it, I mean, it's absolutely still uh, beneficial to create content that targets the um, the audience that you are targeting. And, and that means creating content in the language that they speak. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't foresee in the short term, put it that way, that Google gets to the point where it's consistently serving um, foreign language content and translating it in the SERPs. I, I don't see that happening in the short term, but it may happen in the future. You know, that's, that's, it's there as an option for them to do. Yeah, I, I don't think it will because there's there's a big difference, isn't there, between uh, something that's written in your own language and something that's been translated into your language. As anybody who has tried to have a conversation using Google Translate will know, uh, there's a long way off that there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think one of the other big things that mum is able to do, though, is um, uh, comparison searches so for example if you want to know um you know does lancashire get more rail rainfall than yorkshire if you put that in as a search term previously you probably would have had to search for the rainfall in lancashire and the rainfall in yorkshire and then compare those two whereas now google is getting much better at understanding those comparison type searches pulling that together and providing you with that answer um, and i think that's a key thing when we're talking and we will come on to content shortly but when you're thinking about the types of content that your customers might be needing some of it might be that kind of um, comparison type data why is your product better to your competitors why are you a better service provider than your competitors uh, why is this price you know why is it one price for this thing and another price for another thing so that kind of comparison content is becoming much more easily accessible to seekers isn't it yes it is sorry uh, yeah <laughs> Good. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Okay. So that's number one. Um, you know, think about mum rather than Bert. Uh, Bert is out the window and mum is in. Um, number two, top five t SEO tips for 2022. Number two, voice search is here. And now we have been talking about voice search for probably five years, haven't we? But the prediction now is that by the end of this year, 50% 50% of internet users will be accessing searches using a, 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 a voice activated search device, whether that be their Alexa or Google Siri, uh, sorry, Google Home Assist or, or uh, Apple Siri. Um, 
that doesn't necessarily mean 50% of searches. That doesn't mean that everybody will be always using voice search, but 50% of people who have internet access will have access to a voice activated device. And if you are not there with voice search now, this is the year to get there. Simon Daly. Yeah, I think so. I think that, like you say, we're all using voice search in some ways and, and that 50% will, will just continually grow. Um, I, I remember I wrote, uh, an article about kind of voice search and how it would play into kind of in cars and all the rest of it. And that was about 2012. Um, so this thing's been going on for a long, long time now. But mm. um, I, I was reading a, a, a blog, I think it was on Google actually, uh, from one of the developers there that, that was, they were saying that whilst, exactly what you just said before, you know, whilst there's a big uptake of voice search, voice search is unlikely to ever replace um, the keyboards in, in terms of, um, you know, getting more kind of complex interactions with a search engine or just generally finding things. Um, so I think I think there is a case of um, answering questions and, and trying to get to the top. But I also think on the other hand, we can spend a lot of time trying to optimize for something like voice search and not necessarily see huge returns for it. Do you think it's generational though? Because I mean, when we think about Leon, our son, he's 12. I, I very, very rarely see him do a, a type search. Whereas I very, very rarely do a voice search because I'm, I'm at my laptop most of the time. If I'm not, I've got my phone fairly nearby. So I will tend to use, you know, traditional search, whereas he very rarely will. So do you think there is that kind of, it'll be a generational shift um, that'll, that'll come through the ranks? Um, I think there's probably, it's, it's technology, isn't it? Uh, and how we utilize technology, I suppose, is the different thing. Um, and and that's going to change. That changes with, with kind of as, the, as those technologies evolve. So if you look at Leon, our, our son, then he probably uses mobile, his mobile phone to access everything. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a pain in the neck for him to get bogged down with typing things in. If I'm in the car, then I'll use voice search to search for things or to, uh, you know, to search for places. I even use voice search to, uh, sorry, I even use voice technology to like respond to text messages and things like that. Yeah, now, so. I, I, it's not great though, because you always seem like you've had a stroke when you use that. <laughs> I, I do, I do, but I think that it's, it's, it's just a, a demonstration of how, yeah, I'm I'm of a different generation than, than him, but I use that in a certain context. Um, you're always, or by and large, are are glued to your um, glued to your laptop. So, um, and and when you're on your phone, right, you tend so. to be you tend to be listening to um, listening to information, uh, you know, to podcasts and things like that. Mm. So you you don't quite use it. I, I think in the same way that he does. No, uh, absolutely not. Probably not. Not not in the way that I do actually either. Really, because I, I you, do. You of, do an awful lot more on your phone than I. Like you work on your yeah, phone. I would never I work, work on, on my phone, phone in a way that you you struggle to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liz has asked a really good question. Is there anything we can do to our content to make it more accessible for voice search? So, I mean, it, practically speaking, what, what voice search will do for content, it, it's less about those kind of short 
keywords, those one, two word phrases. It's more you've got to try and reflect the way people speak because if they're talking, obviously, into voice search, they will use full sentences. They will be much longer. They will be much more specific and to the point. They will also um, be a lot less direct. So we're back to that, you know, Google being able to understand. And, uh, the, the, you know, if you've ever done training with me, you'll know the example I use. But, uh, you know, if, whereas once upon a time, if we were trying to look up the weather, we might say, what will the weather be like in Bake Up tomorrow? Um, and that would be a search that we would put in and Google would know that, you know, the things that the parameters of the, the question we're asking. Now we might ask, will I need an umbrella if I go out? Or am I going to need my wellies? We haven't used the word weather. We haven't told it where we are. We haven't mentioned the time frame. And we still expect our, our search engines to understand and the inferences of that question. And by and large, they will. So that's a lot more about what voice search will do. It won't necessarily be a direct question. It might be completely tangent tangential. I tried to say this word the other day Something and I like absolutely well. couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> it might be, it might go off on a tangent. Um, and you've got to think about that. Now, now, if you are writing content, that does naturally happen. Uh, you tend to do that anyway, but sometimes it might just be worth thinking about your content. What question would somebody ask be asking if they are trying to reach this piece of content and just making sure you include those two or three longer sentences in there perhaps as your h2s as your subheadings um just to make sure you're hitting that if you do want to sort of go back and and edit previous blog posts or web pages or whatever um that's a good way to do it think about those questions and maybe go in and just edit your headings rather than starting to change the fundamental uh, but, but also content. also make sure that you're concisely answering the questions yeah um because that's you know uh, with with some of the changes that came in over the course of the last uh 12 months I'm thinking really about passage update as well as as mum and you know Bert two years before that I suppose um, that we tended to as as SEOs as marketers working with in search engines we tended to create a piece of content that was a page long that answered a question over the course of a page um, but things like the passage update um, and voice search to some respects means that the you, you need to kind of cut the waffle and mm. get right down to answering that that mm. question with a certain um, paragraph so it specifically does it whilst also creating a page of content that still works for um the more traditional search yeah so the general rule of thumb is ask your question answer it then you can go off and do your your padding and you know go into a bit more detail but ask it and answer it first um and and also what's a good tip is read your content out loud because you've got to remember yes people are asking um, these questions via voice search but also these devices are reading them back out to people so make sure your content makes sense when it's read out to somebody you'd be amazed how often you write something and then you read it back and think actually that that doesn't sound quite right you can rewrite it um liz has said does that rule out the it depends answer yeah it depends is a really bad answer where <laughs> is my collection Oh. I think you've left your Claxon downstairs, haven't you, with your new, your new rule? Um, okay, so moving on, moving on. Top five SEO tips for 2022. Number one, more mum, less Bert. Number two, voice search is here. It is here at last. Uh, number three, 
think about AI. AI is massively going to be here. And again, this is something we've been talking about for a few years, isn't it? But AI in terms of the algorithms, which we've already mentioned and how they work, but also AI is here in terms of search results. So your results that you see as, a, as the seeker, they are going to become so much more personalized thanks to AI, which brings its own, you know, ethical issues as we all vanish down rabbit holes and end up in echo chambers. Um, but also AI is here in terms of copywriting. You're going to see a hell of a lot more ads, blog posts, all sorts written by AI. Um, it's, it's, it's becoming ubiquitous, isn't it, Dali? Yeah, I think there's, I think there is, you know, different kinds of, of AI that we, we, can talk about here absolutely automation and the ai playing together are going to have a big impact um i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of ads start to come out um that are looking like they're they're a little bit more ai driven um but they look good you know they're they're they're, they're perfectly readable and they they make sense and they i'm sure that they can convert quite heavily um google is massively pushing everyone from a google ads perspective to start to use things like dynamic search ads um and uh auto um turning on some of the auto suggestion features that um they've got uh, in the in the in the the wings so that's kind of definitely a, a direction of How travel good are they? Going would, would you recommend people do those or um, are they not there yet quite i i don't think they're there yet uh, and and it depends doesn't it it always depends <laughs> i've said it, depends, it. Yeah. Uh, so i was talking to google yesterday actually about a client that we've got and they're a great example of 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 a problem that Google has with understanding the difference between um, when a company has uh, two different audiences, one say the user and one one like the 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 uh, middle user and one the end user, if you like, yeah. and they all use the same uh, terminology to to uh look for to research to understand the project or the product or the service but by giving google kind of free range you, what you end up finding is that they target the people that um have got the most searches and they're not necessarily or generally the people that have got the most searches are not the people that have got the money uh, yeah. often find yeah, and I, and I think, you know, it's it's like anything, isn't it? AI has its place. And, and you know, I have seen some really well-written pieces of content, ads, all the rest of it. They absolutely hit the mark. Uh, I've seen a hell of a lot more that, that don't and that miss it. I don't know if you've read that obituary that was written by a, a AI that's absolutely hilarious. Um, but I think use it where you can, where it's going to be beneficial. But don't you know it's not at the point yet where we can let ai run um and without some human checks because it's just not that good yet is it but it's it's coming and it's coming fast and i mean we've been we've been talking about it probably two three years uh you know it's been seriously on the radar and and in that time i mean i remember when we first started having a conversation about ai written copy and and it was appalling and that was probably two years ago and and just was, in that it, short space believe, of time believe it or not rachel we started looking at AI written content five or six years ago. 
Right. <laughs> that's Time what. Flies. That's when we we first kind of tried to use some. I remember there's there's two blogs on grow traffic, or maybe three that are written using AI uh, software as an experiment from mm. about that time. Okay. Right. So top five tips. Uh, number one, more mum, less Bert. Number two, voice searches here. Number three, think about AI. Uh, think about how you can start using it. Where might it be helpful? But but keep a check and balance on it. Number four, multimedia content. Uh, and, uh, you know, images, images, optimized images. Now, we've already kind of touched on this because we've explained how mum is much more um, focused on uh, using multimedia and all these different types of content. So we've mentioned that. I've got really bad feedback and it's really distracting me. <laughs> oh, I think it stopped. It stopped. It's okay. We can we can concentrate again. Um, but also, you know, uh, images are becoming so much more important, not just because of things like Instagram and TikTok, but, uh, you know, videos as well for TikTok. Um, but also... Uh, because people are accessing things on their phones, they want quicker, more easy to digest content. You know, the, the days where people sit and read long blog posts are kind of gone. That doesn't mean that those blog posts need to go. But we've got to think about how people are consuming content. And it's much more about little explainer videos, uh, images, infographics, augmented reality. Again, back to AI, augmented reality is going to be a massive thing. If you think about people are looking up stuff whilst they are somewhere with their phone, you know, how is augmented reality going to help explain your business and what you do and how you can benefit them? Um, but also, do you know, just again, optimized images, making the internet more accessible. All of these things are, are more and more important again, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of things that are coming in with with multimedia. I think the the obvious one is short form videos, like you've mentioned. Um, there's absolutely no way that short form videos aren't going to continue to to rise and 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 become a dominant force. Just recently, TikTok became the most visited um, website, overtaking uh, Google, which Google's been that that website for many, many years, um, which is quite quite a feat considering that TikTok was only launched really a few years ago after the little merger. Um, but there's there's a number of things that are happening that that we need to think about as SEOs. So there's the um, the clip markup that can be put into videos. There's the seek markup that needs to be put into videos. And this is a bit like passage uh, ranking on pages. You know, it's how Google can interpret uh, interpret those videos and find specific points within the video to land people on. So it's, so it's um, you know, giving them the right content at the right time. Um, there's also a number of new um, image formats that we should be starting to implement, you know, not just relying on PNGs and JPEGs, but, you know, really starting to use some of the new formats. Um, we should be also thinking about um, some of the optimizations of images. I think that's going to be increasingly important. You know, the number of times that I come across websites where people have just um, got an image and the name of that image is something like you know one two three four five olympus or whatever i don't even know if olympus make cameras anymore but you know one two three four five nikon took this camp this this photo um and there's no description there's there's no further information about what that that, that picture is all about 
you know so it's all about all those kind of the the meta layers that you can that you can get into your multimedia um audio books just, as well, just, you know? yeah just saying on that on that front on on images opt, optimizing images i mean really the kind of all the messaging at the moment on the seo forums and stuff is that that's the most important thing you can do uh you know get your webs get your images optimized on your website because that is so crucial now and then it is about accessibility um but yeah you know make sure your your keyword is in there uh, it's a proper description all the rest of it that that is going to absolutely pay dividends and i just think back to that what you were saying about images i mean liz obviously has picked up on this but you know people's smartphones are so much better than they ever were and a lot of people now are, are you know accessing things on their smartphones the the old you know if you've got a website and you've got really old pixelated images on it it's not going to cut it anymore you know now is the year get those photos updated make sure they are good high quality images again you know make sure you've got the little videos and stuff on there it, it the, the those old sort of formats and and resolutions and all the rest of it they're, they're just not good enough in 2022 are they no, and and the optimization it, it it is about keywords. It is about moment. You know, it's it's also you know uh, thinking about some of the kind of dialogue things that that Google's been talking about, um, but also speed. You know, that's that's a um, and, and we're I know we talk about uh, core experience, um, web experience core factors, web web core vitals. Um, and it's, it's all playing into that as well. Uh, optimizing images. And this is why we're saying that that you know the old formats like JPEGs and and PNGs, they're going to have to go because they're not small enough. Um, and it, if you try to make them small enough, you lose all the um, all the uh, sharpness Quality, of them. What's, resolution, what's the word? Yeah. resolution yeah. All, all kind of drops resolution. off. So we need to be looking at things like the um, WebP formats um, mm -hmm. that, that Google's pushing at the moment, and and getting all images moving in that direction. Yeah, speed is crucial, isn't it? I mean, I, I personally now I was I was looking for something the other day, and and a website probably took three seconds to load, and by that point I was bored. And then when it finally did load, a pop up came up, and I was like, nope, I, I left, and I went. And you know, people have. I was reading an article the other day that said we have lost all ability to have an attention span, but we expect fast and we expect, you know, a smooth user experience and all the rest of it. There's no patience left for people to sit around and wait for your website to load. So absolutely, you know, optimize those images and, and get it so that it loads quick. Okay, I'm moving us on because time is marching on. Time is marching on. Uh, top five SEO tips for 2022. Number one, more mum, less Bert. Number two, voice search is here number three ai ai in all of its different formats but think about ai uh, number four create great multimedia content and make sure it is optimized and number five mobile first indexing i mean it just it's we've we've mentioned it already haven't we and again this is something we've been talking about for ages this is not new but people are accessing the internet on their phones and and it needs to be quick and it needs to be smooth and all of those core web vital stuff everything we've just said isn't it Dolly? yeah I, th I think we've been saying this for so long now it kind of goes without saying in some ways that um technology is is you know has got to be whilst many of us still sit in front of a laptop to to work um often we're multi-screening we're doing you know things on 
mobile phones, we're doing things on laptops, we expect to be able to um, transfer something that you're working on from one mobile phone, uh, from your laptop to your mobile phone. You expect to be able to use it when you're out and about, it needs to be fast. Uh, and that's really driving um, driving the kind of changes uh, online. And it's, it's driven a lot of, of changes to search over the years in terms of the mobile first index, which, which kind of came out best part of five years ago now, I think. Um, yeah. and, 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 but also, you know, it's changed the, um, the kind of image technology that we were just talking about. It's changed speed uh, on the on the internet. It's changed security. It's having massive impacts, and, and that's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to kind of carry on as as mobile phone technology uh, kind of comes on and improves. I think. I think that's a really important thing to mention, isn't it? That that moving from device to device, and that is so crucial now. You know, I was somebody sent uh, me a podcast to listen to the other day, um, and I I tried to get it on my laptop first because they'd emailed me the link, so I thought I'll open it there. But but as soon as you went off that tab, it, it stopped playing. So I thought, all right, no, I'll, I'll listen to it on my phone whilst I'm working on my laptop, and and the website was not optimized for mobile. For you know, it, then I was like trying to um, zoom in and put that thing in uh, people now expect to be able to move smoothly they be they want to maybe do a bit of research you know if you're buying a, uh, some garden furniture do a quick search on your phone right I've seen what I want let me move to my laptop now to do a bit more research or whatever that ability for things you know websites business websites consumer websites all the rest of it to to be they available to people wherever they want it whenever they want it very quickly it's so important and and like i say the expectation is there now that we can do that and if you encounter a website where you can't do that you will be moving to somebody else yeah okay great <laughs> sorry was that a question Mara? well it was yeah. a rhetorical question it was a rhetorical question yes um, absolutely you're, you're absolutely correct I am. Thank you. I am. Uh, right. There we go. Uh, that is it. So we are out of time. So our top five SEO tips for 2022 are more mum, less Bert. Number two, voice search is here. Number three, AI. Think about AI algorithms, voice um, search oh. results. Oh, we, I can't believe we talked about AI and we didn't talk about Lambda. Lambda. Yeah. Well. Lambda. Lambda uh, is um, uh, it's a it's a, uh, a category of exhaust fumes. Lambda, you have to pass your lambda test to get your MOT. Uh, uh, but lambda is the is the um, yeah no just really quickly it's the kind of next step of Bert, mm. really understanding dialogue. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, number four, create great content as ever, but it should be multimedia content. It should be really well optimized. It should go without saying, but it never does. And number <coughs> five. Think about, you know, mobile first index. Think about how people are using their devices and make sure your website and your content is available to them where they are and when they need it. And um, that is it. If you would like to read Simon Daly's 50 gazillion predictions for SEO in 2022. 30, 30, 30 predictions. Again. 
Uh, it will be on the Grow Traffic website, www.growtraffic.co.uk, very shortly. Um, thank you to those who have watched this as a Facebook Live, and thank you to Liz, as ever, for contributing. Um, if you are listening to this as a podcast, please rate and review us because it helps other people find us. And if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe below, guys. Um, that is it. We will be back next week with um, a deep dive into uh, an SEO project for 2022. Uh, in the meantime, Simon Daly, any final yes, thoughts? <laughs> you are. Yeah. Have I any final thoughts? Now I'm going to go and uh, uh, drink some Lemsip and, and see if that will clear my, my, my throat a little bit. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, it won't because you've been sounding like this for about two weeks, but there we go. Sexy, Thank you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Of course it is. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you very much. On that note, we're leaving. Wave.